Mm -hmm. So when I did my first reverse to put those numbers on it, we got up to about 2000 calories in about five months because I was starting so low. My deficit until June and we had to bring them down to 1600. Now, just from June to September, I'm at about 2200 calories. So I'm 200 calories more and maintaining about the same weight that I was in my cut. So mm -hmm. I'm eating more and I weigh about the same at that cut weight. So now I'm going to be able to bring my calories down and about to do another deficit in about a week and my calories don't have to come as low and I can still hit lower numbers on the scale than I have the last time. And I think that is kind of showing why you should be doing these programs for more than those three months, six months, those bare minimum amounts of times they require. It takes time for your body to be able to adjust. And now coming on the second phases in these programs, it's just going to be so much more easier because my body's ready for it. My body knows mm -hmm. what to do. I think when you put it in the context of the numbers, it makes so much more sense, but it's such a good testament to really prove to somebody with the data, instead of me just being like, this is the science and this is how it works, but it just shows how adaptable your body actually is. Like everything you just said is to sum it up is just showing that if you give your body a certain input, a certain environment, set of circumstances, whatever, it's gonna respond and it wants to respond as efficiently as possible. Let's link up with Krista on the fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What is up, Fix listeners? Welcome back to our latest episode of The Fix Podcast, episode 118. I'm your host, Krista Huber, and today we are joined by a very special guest. If you guys caught it last month, I did mention that we would begin on a monthly basis bringing Fitness Fix clients who are inside of our one-on-one -on -one coaching program or have graduated from our one-on-one -on -one coaching program onto the show for the best testimonial and real-life understanding of exactly how things have changed for them, how their bodies have transformed, how their mindsets have transformed since joining this program, why they joined it, what's worked for them, what made it different than experiences they've had in the past. And I'm honored to introduce today's guest, who is also an employee of the Fitness Fix team. That's Samantha Riley. Sam and I actually go way back. You'll hear her talk about it in the intro when she first kicks things off for us, but we knew each other from high school, couple grades apart. So I was a senior when she was a freshman and we didn't really keep in touch post living in Westfield, New Jersey. She went off to college. I moved to Charlotte after I graduated and we actually reconnected because of this program. And thanks to social media. And I actually mentioned at the end of the show that I think that's something that's so cool for as much as social media, especially in the fitness and nutrition space can share misinformation and confuse people and make them frustrated and feel not so great about their body image. One of the biggest benefits of it is the power of connection. And in this case, reconnection, it's been so much fun to see Sam's journey and the fact that she is, as you'll hear, literally just getting started. We're prepping for her wedding in June. I'm really excited for her, for her big day, but more importantly, just so pumped to be able to allow and invite all of you in to hear the impact that this 
program, but more importantly, her participation and her willingness to change and her open-mindedness and her ability to empower herself and show up on a daily basis to see the impact that that's had on her. And it just makes me really proud as a coach, as a boss, as a friend, all the different roles that I have been able to play in her life. And we both personally and professionally are literally just beginning only getting started for so many cool things to come. And I can't wait to see how she continues to help this team grow and impact more women and men through everything we do here. So this is another one of those episodes. If you tuned in and listened to the episode where Amanda shared her story, it's the kind of conversation that if you are somebody who's on the fence about understanding this program, that you're afraid to take the leap that you want to potentially dive in, but you just don't know where to start this should change your mind. This should solidify why, what we do with our clients and the culture that we've created, the community that we're growing is different and no shame in it better than the rest. The results that our clients get speak for themselves, but there's so much power in them putting words behind that story and getting the chance to jump on with me and have a more intimate conversation where they're vulnerable and share the knowledge that they've learned. I just couldn't be happier to be able to do the things that I do. And it's chats like this one that really solidify why I chose this path and why I wanted to become a coach and influence other people in the first place. So with that, I am going to kick it over to Sam and welcome you guys to today's podcast. Sam, welcome to the Fix Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. We have so much to talk about. And right before we press record, I just wanted to give you a little shout out because you told me it's your like one year official anniversary of let's call it making the commitment to your health and fitness journey and arguably totally changing your life, right? And just the way you approach everything. So I'm super proud of you. I'm excited for the fix listeners to be able to kind of hear this from your perspective and talk about how you have totally transformed your body in the last year. I mean, every time I see your progress pictures, I'm like so excited for you and so excited to share them, but also get into the mindset shifts and the things you tried before, why they didn't work and just really hear what it's not only like to be a fitness fix client, but also to be a part of the fitness fix team. So for those of you who don't know, Sam is also on our team and is our operations assistant. So she gets to see a lot of the behind the scenes of the fitness fix. And maybe we'll even talk about too, like what prompted you to want to work with us as well. Cause I think that's important to your story. So all that said, so happy to have you here. Congrats on your one year anniversary and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I was just saying to you, like, it's crazy that it's literally one year to the day since yeah. I made that commitment to like my health and putting myself first and really just kind of diving deep into like this entire fitness journey. And it's been so rewarding in so many different avenues of my life. And I'm really excited to kind of talk about it and share it with everyone. Yeah, of course. So before we get into all that, and I'm going to say this, so I don't forget but I definitely want us to kind of start by talking about what you tried before and what some of those biggest changes have been for you. Because I know even literally weeks before we started working together, you were in another program. So you had actually gotten your feet wet in like this short-term 30-day challenge sort of thing, if I remember correctly. So I think that'll be a good way for us to kind of set the stage and start this off for everybody. But you know, as being a listener of the show that we kick it off with a little fun question. 
And that is all around coffee. So I want to know, I know you're not a coffee drinker. So tell me what either like your go-to breakfast is or your morning routine, or like, if I don't even think you have tea or anything like that, but what do you typically do in the morning? Since I know you're not a coffee girl. Yeah. So my morning routine has just kind of changed because school started today for me. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an earlier wake up, but I don't drink coffee, which is everyone's like, thinks is crazy. But um, I kind of have like a go-to easy breakfast of Oikos Greek yogurt, raspberries, and granola almost like every day during the week. And it's just easy grab and go, doesn't take too much time. And it kind of just sets me off right in the morning. It's like my relaxing time. I don't like to really be on my phone, just kind of super present. And that sets up my day. And I'm nice. not a workout person. I don't do any of that. Nothing like crazy 10-step <laughs> Just get ready, go to work. And that's how my morning starts. Do you usually eat your breakfast at home or once you get to school? So I had a really nice schedule last year where I had first period off. So I got to work, got to have my breakfast right then and there. I don't have that this year. So I'm going to have to kind of see how that plays out. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're working with the adjustments. I actually... This, this episode will air after the one that I just recorded, but I was actually just recording in the last podcast episode talking about how like one of the biggest challenges that people have with their fitness journey and with their nutrition is not being able to figure out how to make changes when something in their routine or schedule changes. And I think that's something that you've really learned and it's just best summed up as adaptability right. And understanding that your approach has to be flexible. So I think now that you have a full year under your belt, you're going to be totally fine and you'll be good. And even coming from the summer and having kind of like all that free time. And then when school starts back, it's a totally different, my entire day is different. And I kind of have, like, I already like planned out all of my meals pretty much for the week because I don't need to do that when I'm home. I can go grocery Mm -hmm. shopping any time of the day. So I've been having to kind of be more structured than I was for the past two months. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of talk about where you started and where you are now. So give us everybody a little bit of background. I know typically on this show, one of the questions I ask people to open it up and talk about themselves is who are you, but more specifically, why should we care about what Sam has to say? And don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but I think the reason why we should care about what you have to say is because you have arguably been one of our most successful clients in a really short amount of time. And I think there's just a lot of power in people seeing that you are just this normal everyday person and you've tried lots of different things too, but you've like cracked the code, so to speak. So I'm 26. Um, I've kind of always been someone that like had to watch their weight, quote unquote, or -hmm. like struggled with kind of maintaining weight all through high school. I wasn't one of those friends that was like the skinny one. And then I went to college and just trying to balance like school and social life. I like gained probably like the freshman 20. And then I became a really big like crash dieter. Like Mm -hmm. I go periods of time and I was very familiar with my fitness pal, but not really macro specifically. I would kind of just track calories and I would put myself on these restrictions of like a thousand to 1200 calories Mm -hmm. and it would work for a month maybe, or like to, you know, get me to a vacation. But anytime I wanted to go out with friends to eat, go on vacation, go have the summer, anything that wasn't like that really, really strict routine, I would kind of fall off and it would turn into like a cycle of now, maybe four weeks of binge eating. Right. And then it would be over again. So that was like for college. Then I tried Weight Watchers. 
And once again, I was successful for a couple months, would lose maybe 10 to 15 pounds just to then put on 20. And then I came home from school and I, I graduated and I was like living on my own for the first time. So I was like, had my own apartment and I did Nutrisystem and I did that for an entire year. And oh, I didn't realize you did it for that long. Yeah. So I did it for a really long time and it literally, if anyone's ever done it or is curious, it was literally a thousand calories. Probably my protein intake was maybe 40 grams for the entire day. I now eat over a hundred grams of that. So, um, I would do that. And then on the weekends, I could kind of get away with doing whatever I wanted because I was eating so little during the week, but then I kind of hit a plateau of like about 15 pounds and I couldn't get lower than that. And then I moved in with my now fiance and I didn't want to do boxed meals anymore. Right. Like I didn't want to be living out of like freezer meals. I wanted to cook dinner with him. I wanted to, you know, go on date nights, things like that. And I put on 20 pounds and mind you, I'd lost 15. So I actually put on an extra five and then I kind of would go back into the restricting for a little bit. And I just knew it wasn't something that was like sustainable. I knew I was going to get engaged within like the next year or so. Mm-hmm. So that's when I, um, found a coach from the, my old CrossFit gym that I was at. And I did this like 30 day, like macro challenge. And it was like, I feel like every phase of life teaches you something. And like, for me, yeah. it was the approach of macro counting in general, rather than calories, but it just wasn't enough structure from this particular program and this particular coach that I was looking for. So that's kind of how I reached out to Krista. For those of you who don't know, we went to high school together and I just saw how her program was different than so many other things I tried. And we started working together beginning of October and I haven't looked back. Um, From October to March, we only increased my calories. So we did what we call a reverse diet, the fuel phase for, I don't know, is that five months? Yep. And I was able to lose like 12 pounds in that time, which was crazy because I went from eating 1200, a thousand calories to 2000 calories. And, um, so we did that and then we didn't do a cut until March. And now I've come up on about 21 pounds in less than a year, which is pretty crazy. I enjoyed my entire summer of, you know, going out to eat, being down the shore with my family, going on date nights, having drinks. And I've been able to maintain that weight. And now I've got a whole nother year till my wedding coming up in June to kind of, you know, fine tune things and really, you know, get into the best shape of my life. So there are so many things we can highlight through this and so many different directions we can take this conversation, but I want to start with your actual results because you're a really great example especially in terms of your physique and how you're, you look at your progress pictures and like your body has totally changed. Um, we've talked about this together and we've even talked about it on some of our group coaching calls. Like you're the person where we put your pictures side by side from like your first eight weeks and you looked like you had lost 15 pounds. But what I think is really important is you've lost over 20 pounds in less than a year. And so many people would hear that prior to entering some kind of diet program, whatever you want, and be like, that's not enough. Because Mm -hmm. if you do the math, they would be like, oh, well, that's only two pounds like every month. That's not a lot. Like I should be losing two pounds every single week. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want your take on maybe how your thoughts around that have changed over the course of the last year. 
It's funny because I remember when we kind of did our first like intro call together mm-hmm. and I said I was like expecting like five pounds a week because that's what I would do sure. on systems when I was crash dieting so hard. Like I would see those huge scale drops. And in the beginning of us working together, it was really hard because like you said, in the first eight weeks, I lost maybe three pounds. That's in mm-hmm. two months, three pounds. Yeah. And it was hard. And I would remember reaching out to you so many times, like I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, like the scale's not moving. And then when we did kind of put those two progress pictures side by side, it was like night and day. It was crazy. And like you said, it looked like I lost 15 to 20 pounds just in those two weeks and that, or in those two months. And that was only three pounds and it just completely reshaped my body. And now, even if you look from June to now, which is the past like three months, and I haven't lost any weight. Arguably, I've probably gained like two pounds, but mm-hmm. it's literally been pure muscle, maybe a little bit of fat in there, you know. Yeah. But um, my shape once again has changed so much. Even going to school today, so many of my coworkers were like, "You've lost more weight. You've lost more weight." And I'm like, "No, I I haven't." But that's you know, awesome. I've been able to just can reconstruct my body, and um, yeah, it's been really cool to see. Yeah. I was looking at, I, I, maybe it was like one of your friend's birthdays or, or something recently, or like you, maybe somebody got engaged and you like posted this like old picture of you guys or something from maybe like when you were younger, like in even college. And I was like, holy shit, that is literally not even the same person. Like it made me do like a deep dive on your Instagram. And I was like, wow, I don't even recognize you. Yeah. And my whole lifestyle in general, like, is just so different. Like I, even my approach to like this summer mm-hmm. and I know I wrote about this in my check-in, like Labor Day weekend was a weekend that would have been 15, 20 drinks easily. Right. Yeah. And this weekend I had two drinks the entire week, which was just a huge mindset shift. And it's not saying you need to give out, give up alcohol to, you know, achieve your goals, but I just feel so much healthier overall in all these different areas. Yeah. So I definitely want to come back to the alcohol point, but let's kind of keep going with what you touched on about your first half of the journey with us together and shifting from this 1200 calorie restriction. And like you said, really what was happening to you was you could get away with stuff on the weekends because you were so restricted that if we looked at your average calories for the course of the week, like maybe going all out on the weekend at like 2,500, even 3000 calories. If you're having some drinks in there to anybody out there who thinks you're not eating 3000 calories, if you're having three to four drinks, I promise you're not too far off. So talk to me about what it was like for you, like maybe go back to when I first pitched this idea to you of, Hey, let's start with, I think you were averaging like maybe 1500 calories when you just tracked your food for a week, like totally by yourself with no direction from me. And then, like we said, within less than five months at points, you were up to 2000 calories, but even more specifically in looking at that macro breakdown, you touched on it already eating more protein, but also very intentionally eating more carbohydrates than you were used to and seeing results. So if you could take yourself back to last October, kind of tell me when we had that first call and we were talking about what I do with clients and how did you feel? Like, were you like, this sounds too good to be true. And then tell me how you feel now. I was literally scared. I remember like after we had our call and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I like texted you and it was like, okay, like I'm all for increasing my calories, but I don't want to go too high because I still want to lose weight. I literally remember saying that because I was like, I feared carbs and 
like a higher number of calories consistently, like Monday through Sunday, every like seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I was so used to that restriction and binge cycle that to me, it seems like, oh, I'm, I'm only going to gain weight because I'm eating so much more than I ever have. But when you look at the actual averages, I'm eating more consistently on average than I ever was, but I'm eating the same, like I could eat pizza on a Monday. I don't need to have a whole pie on Saturday. Right. Like I was able to kind of fit in and that's what I still do now. Anything that I wanted during the week, because it doesn't need to be all on the weekend, right? It wasn't like yeah. once Monday hit, I'm starting over again. I was able to, it was really mind, it was like eye-opening because I had never looked at food in that way and that I, carbs weren't something to fear, right? That I could mm-hmm. still hit my goals while increasing my carbs to over 200 grams of carbs, which is crazy. Yeah, and you know, I was having this conversation. I don't know if I told you about this, Um, but I got an awesome message from one of our clients who's actually in our group coaching program, but she's done previous programs before. So like you, she, she knew a lot about macros coming in, but like you had had previous experience and something she said to me, and I just want to know your take on this now, a full year later, she was like, she's been with us since June. She is about to start a deficit. Now that it's September, her kids are going back to school. She's in more of a routine. And she was really quick to just like bring her calories right up with only reviewing her data once a month. We got her immediately to like over 2000 calories and she wasn't afraid of it with seeing body composition changes, which is awesome. But the thing that she said to me that really stood out was she was excited to move into her deficit phase because she anticipates it being a lot easier simply because she didn't start our program there because she focused so much on eating more food intentionally, just like you're saying. And because she really had some time to actually develop the habits that have to be non-negotiables when it comes to the point where we start to truly change your calories and like intentionally drop them to just basically accelerate your results. Right. It's not even to say like, Oh, we're just like, we're waiting. And some people that is the story, like that's definitely me. And I think it's important for us to like clarify that is not every person who goes through a reverse diet is going to see massive change on the scale. I'm not that person. Like I go through reverse diet. I put on a lot more muscle. So a lot of times the scale will go up, but I focus way more on my progress pictures than anything because otherwise I'll get super discouraged. But I really liked what she said about the fact that it's like, okay, this isn't going to feel like so hard or scary because I put in my reps, so to speak before I got there. So what do you think about that? I think that's awesome. Like I remember it took me a while of into the program to kind of get to that mindset of, we actually extended my reverse, right? Because Mm -hmm. we were seeing so many positive changes happening to my physique, to my energy levels, to my sleep quality, that it didn't make sense for me to go in a deficit in that time, right? Like we still had work and positive things happening during the reverse that there wasn't a rush to get to this deficit, right? Because we talk about this all the time, the focus phase, the deficit isn't easy. It yeah, needs it's hard. to align with your schedule, right? Like it shouldn't be a time that you're traveling, that you're going to have a lot of social plans, that you're going to be going out to eat because it is a time where you're making sacrifices, where you're going to be able, you're going to have to say no to going out to eat maybe five times a week or having that extra drink. And it, I think people kind of don't realize that until you've gone through a deficit once before. So now me coming up in my second time going through a deficit, I'm a lot more patient 
in that I know that it's going to take a lot for me to really dedicate the time and energy to get the results that I want. So I kind of feel like I cherished my reverse a lot more this yeah. than I did the first time. Cause it's a time that you're not always going to have of where we're increasing food every week mm-hmm. or you're going to be able to say yes to all your favorite things. So I think that's really awesome that someone's had that previous experience and isn't, wasn't afraid of bringing up their food because all it's doing is helping you in the long run. Because when your food amount during your reverse is higher, your cut doesn't need to be as significant. It doesn't need to be as low of calories to see those positive changes on the scale. Exactly. And what you just said right there to underscore to anybody what the magic is inside of doing this reverse diet and intentionally increasing calories. It's that you said it perfectly. Like we know that being in a deficit is hard. It sucks. Like we're not going to sugarcoat that part, but there are ways we can make it easier. One was that I first touched on and just describing like the habits and the non-negotiables. And we know you're good at those. And that's kind of what we're doing even right now with our clients, with this new challenge that we introduced for September is just like focusing on those basics. But the second part of it, the number one way to make it easier is to spend the time sending the signal to your body and being like, Hey body, we are going to get you used to let's put numbers on it that are relative to yours. We're going to get you used to 2000 calories. We're going to get you used to 2,100 calories. Mm -hmm. And then what's on the other side of that. We're now creating this white space where your previous used to point, your previous set point was more like 15, 1600. We would have only had one option to go to the 1200 calories to see those immediate results. You executed that patience. I would say you learned the patience, right? And then now it's sending the signal. We move into that focus phase and we're like, okay, cool. We are now in a deficit, truly dieting in every sense of the word on 1800 calories to get us started. And you were already seeing results. And then I would even argue is if you are disciplined enough, there's nothing wrong with pulling the calories down more. We did that. Like at points you were close to 1500, if not, maybe even like 1495 sometimes on your calories. And we did it through a carb cycle and we can talk about that too. But I think because you spent so much time doing everything else, you also showed yourself that you knew that was going to be tough and you knew you were going to have to be calculated with things, but you weren't afraid to do it. And you were very disciplined. And then that even accelerated your results. Like we used the even more extreme pull on those calories to get you a little bit more at the tail end of the deficit to almost like squeeze out everything that we possibly could from that period. For sure. And I think it's really cool to see now kind of be coming up in that one year mark. Mm-hmm. So when I did my first reverse to put those numbers on it, we got up to about 2000 calories in about five months because I was starting so low. Right. Yeah. And then we did my deficit until June and we had to bring them down to maybe 1600. Now, just from June to September, I'm at about 2200 calories. So I'm 200 calories more and maintaining about the same weight that I was in my cut. So mm-hmm. I'm eating more and I weigh about the same at that cut weight. So now I'm going to be able to bring my calories down. I'm about to do another deficit in about a week and my calories don't have to come as low and I can still hit lower numbers on the scale than I had the last time. And I think that is kind of showing why you should be doing these programs for more than those three months, six months, those bare minimum amounts of times that um, they require because it takes time for your body to be able to adjust And now coming on the second cycle of my like phases in these programs in your program that 
it's just going to be so much more easier because my body's ready for it. My body knows mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. And I think too, it's just like when you put it in the context of the numbers, it makes so much more sense, but it's such a good testament to really s- prove to somebody with the data, instead of me just being like, this is the science and this is how it works, but it just shows how adaptable your body actually is. Like everything you just said is to sum it up is just showing that if you give your body a certain input, a certain environment, set of circumstances, whatever, it's going to respond and it wants to respond as efficiently as possible. And sometimes that's to our detriment. So that's where we have to play this game a little bit. And I'm saying play this game because we want to manipulate these things into your favor. Like it's a blessing and a curse that your body's adaptable, right? Because what happens for most people when they try these fad diets is, you know, the Nutrisystem example is perfect. You adapted to like a thousand calories. We don't want to adapt to a thousand calories. We don't live in a world where that's advantageous or realistic in any way. And I wasn't able to make those gains in the gym that I like am now, right? Like mm-hmm. entire summer, I've been able at 2,200 calories, I have a lot more energy than I did a thousand yeah. calories less to make those gains and to see that body recomposition happen. Cause I put on so much more muscle and I've made PRs every week and I know I'm not going to be able to do that in the deficit. Mm-hmm. So I am trying to kind of, once again, squeeze out everything I can right now in the gym before my calories come down and my energy levels drop. So it's kind of just learning, you know, when to optimize certain things with your body and in the phase that you're in. Mm -hmm. And I think that also really highlights well, the fact that your goals change as you move through each phase. And it is the responsibility of our coaching staff to help you figure that out because it also helps you measure your success in ways that don't just include the scale. And what you said, the example of training is perfect. I was even actually just talking to my dad about this the other day. And he was like half joking with me, but he was like, when are you going to change your workout program? Because you're like embarrassing me in the gym. Cause you lift really heavy. And I'm like, it's not even the program. It's just the fact that personally I eat like 24 to 2,600 calories, which is like crazy to say, but And granted, like, I don't, I am not going to stay here. Like that's because I'm getting ready for a deficit, but what's going to be awesome is like my deficit will be like 2,100 calories. And it's really, yes. Like, is there power in the repetition and progressive overload? And I have been doing the same workouts for a while. Sure. But one of the best parts is I feel so strong. Like I put up numbers in the gym that I wouldn't even have tried to do in the past. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I wasn't eating that way. So I like, I live it too. And I have my coach and, you know, our, my coach Aram because he's been a part of our group coaching calls and you've gotten to see like what a knowledgeable person he is when it comes to training. And now that's been really cool to like play that experiment out with you personally. And a lot of our other clients too. Um, so I'd love for you to kind of talk about that, like talk about yeah. your transition into, you know, you, I, I don't really know like specifically what you were doing by yourself before CrossFit. Cause I know that was new for you when you first started working with me and then talk us through what kind of made you realize like, Hey, this past summer, I wanted to make some adjustments to my workout. So all through college, I don't even know if I shared this with you. I was a huge orange theory person. Okay. I went six, even seven days a week, like that oh my gosh. of hit. Yeah. And 
all I saw was my body being like fluffy. Like I had no muscle tone, mm-hmm. especially compared to where I have now. And I wasn't seeing the amount of effort because I know half of the listeners at least on here are putting in so much effort and are not seeing that either on the scale or in the mirror. And that's kind of how I felt. So when I kind of was leaving college and um, graduated and I started the Nutrisystem, um, I was trying to get into the gym, but I didn't really feel comfortable with the barbell. I was seeing this all over Instagram. You know, that's like, you have to lift heavy, lift heavy. Yeah. So I decided to join CrossFit and I thought, you know, this is my answer, right? I'm going to like finally lift heavy. And I did like it. And I think I've kind of, we've talked about this before that group fitness is, isn't bad per se, right? It's great for the people that are trying to get from point A to point B. Basically, you're sitting on the couch doing nothing, or you've never been in a gym before and you don't know what to do. That'll get you to point B. It'll just be some progress, whether that's in your endurance, um, maybe a little bit in your physique. And I enjoyed CrossFit for a little bit. And I think it did serve its purpose in that it got me comfortable using a barbell and comfortable back in like a true gym but it wasn't getting me to point C, right? So my entire, from October to June, I did CrossFit and that was through a reverse, through um, a cut and I made great progress, but I still felt like my physique could tone up. I could gain muscle that I Mm -hmm. wasn't gaining in CrossFit. So we decided to kind of move to a progressive overload program in um, my own gym, like on my own time, Um, And Krista kind of helped me navigate that in that each week I'm essentially doing, like Krista said, the same workouts. Like I'm not changing up my routine. I haven't for the past three months and I've seen more progress in my lifts and being able to, my PRs, being able to lift heavy in the last three months than I did in the past year at CrossFit and not to knock CrossFit. I think, like I said, it serves a purpose, but at one point it's just not getting you to where you want to go. It's not getting you to point C. And I'm so excited to now be able to be in a space where I feel confident enough to show up in the gym, do what I know I'm going to make progress with and lift heavy and hit these PRs and be able to do that now for the next year and see what kind of changes happen with the next cut I'm doing. Right. And then the mm-hmm. next cut, and it's just, like you said, your goals change and that's okay. And sometimes it's, it, that can be too much for somebody in the beginning and who's just starting out to think, Oh, I need to change my workout routine. Oh, I need to change my food. You don't need to do everything at once. Just start. And well, that's what I love about the fix. It led me to each of these different phases of my life and each of these different steps that I'm now ready for. Um, so yeah, it's been really exciting to kind of see a different thing than just the scale going down to actually be able to see these changes in my physique. Yeah. And you don't have to change everything at once. Like just to echo that part of this, I don't even think you realize that you would have had this desire or these other goals to try these different things. And I think that's a really cool part of what we do that is way beyond the actual results. And that gets into the, not even the mindset shift, but like changing you as a person and like how you show up and what you enjoy and like what you're willing to experiment with and open your mind to. But it's also really key that one of our biggest pillars is the fact that we meet you where you are, but then we're going to pull you in the direction that we want you to go. And to anybody listening to this, who, like you said, might be kind of overwhelmed and is like, Oh, I need to change this. I need to change this. You probably do need to change multiple things, but you're such a great example of somebody who did just focus on one thing at a time. 
we unlocked so many results just by like crushing it with your nutrition. And I think the other piece of this, and you can talk through this too, because you've talked about, you know, like transitions in your life. You've talked about moving in with Ryan. Now you're getting ready for your wedding. You're a teacher. Your schedule has changed with that. You deal with changes in the summer routine, all that sort of stuff. You're a busy person. And most of our clients are very busy, high achieving people. You want to do a lot. You want to be social. So it doesn't make sense for you to try to change six things at once. It just doesn't align with the life that you try to live. And I think that's hard for people, especially the type of person that I just described, because when you're this high achieving person, when you're somebody who really wants to be able to be successful, you like to change a lot of things, but you want to be really good at a lot of things. And most importantly, you have this ego that's talking. That's like, well, I'm not going to ask for help. Cause I can usually do this by myself. For sure. I think a lot of our clients inside of the fix are these kind of perfectionist type A people that want to do everything perfectly and want to do, you know, 180 of their lifestyle and are ready and are committed. And I definitely felt like that in the beginning. I remember being so nervous and anxious to go out to eat Mm -hmm. because I felt like if I can't track my macros 100% to a T, I don't want to do it. Right. And you, I think I like force you to go out to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You like, and it's so true because if you're like, you're not going to do this for life where you're never going to go out to eat, you're, you're never going to go off of track or you're never going to not only eat at home. So why not do it while you have the supports in place to help you navigate that and slowly be able to get to a place where going out to eat can still fit into your goals. Right. And you can still achieve everything that you desire by really not giving up your lifestyle that you want. And I think you can only do that by taking these baby steps, you know, by first, maybe just focusing on your protein, then looking at, um, all the three macros, like you can't do everything at once because when you have that all our minds, all or nothing mindset, you're, you're going to fail. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be too much. And it's like that new year's resolution where you say all these things that you're going to do. And then one week later you give up. If you just start with one thing, maybe that's your steps. Maybe that's your protein, you know, maybe it's getting more water, something that's attainable. And then you can kind of get on a roll of hitting all those different things that need to be changed. And such an important message going into this time of year when I, I almost think like September and January are really similar, especially with the type of client that is attracted to our program that might be a young professional or a mom. And she's like seeing all these things on Instagram and social media and TikTok and whatever, telling her to, this is the time to kind of reset and try this detox or do this or whatever. And it's like, you don't have to choose any of those methods because they are very much restrictive and all or nothing. But like you said, just pick one or two things and acknowledge the fact that like, for the same reason that you said summer wasn't a good time, you're going to come up with similar, they might be different reasons, but you're going to come up with that similar roadblock. Like somebody who is a mom might've said to us in the summer, like, oh, it's just too crazy. Like I have a lot more events. I'm going out doing these things with my kids, whatever. They could say something really similar about September as much as you could argue, oh, my kids back in their routine, they're in school. I have more time. You could be just as busy because they have sports. You have back to school night. You're like, I feel like so many of our mom clients always tell me that two, 3 PM hits and they're just like an Uber driver for the rest of the day. So that's hard too. It's always going to be hard. There's never a good time. 
and when it's hard isn't that when you want the support like isn't that I when so. you need it and once it's easy it's gonna be a breeze because you know what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah for sure and with that you know you touched on this a little bit in the very beginning when you kind of talked about how you got here but I want to talk a little bit more about goals and timelines, especially as you are preparing for your wedding this year, and also highlight the fact that you gave yourself a lot of time, because I think that's a mistake that most people make. And we need to highlight the fact that most people, the vision you have for your physique in your head is not going to be achieved through just one reverse diet, one deficit, and then you going back into maintenance. So I'd like to touch on that from your perspective. But what I also would love for you to talk about too is, and I think this is the best part we have you, yourself and another bride in the program right now. And your guys' weddings are like two weeks apart. And you also joined the program, like literally three weeks apart. So you're on the same exact timeline. And what I love as being both of your coach is we're setting the two of you up so that the two months before your wedding, you won't even be dieting anymore, which is great because that's bachelorette parties. Like that's, you know, bridal showers, you have other friends getting married. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be that much harder. And we don't want you like freaking out in the four weeks going to your final fitting being like, Oh shit. Like now I can't enjoy any of these events because I can't have the glass of champagne or I can't do this. And I can't do that. So Mm kind of talk me through that. Like, I know that might've been a driver for why you initially invested in this program because you knew at some point you'd be getting engaged. But I think there's people out there who, unfortunately they wait too long. And then it's like two months before their wedding. And to be honest, it's too late. I think you really have to look at what your goal is. If you're only trying to lose five pounds, maybe you can be one of those people that it only takes two months. But if you are truly trying to change your physique and lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, you can't realistically expect for that to even be three months. It takes a lot of time and effort. And even if you are able to lose the weight that you want to lose, like I'm arguably close to where I want to be weight wise, but that doesn't mean that I have the muscle that I want to have for my bachelorette. Does it mean that I have, you know, my arms aren't exactly what they want to look like for my dress. Right. So I went to Kristen in October. I didn't even end up getting engaged until March. And now my wedding is in June. That gives me like a little less than two years of working with Krista. And who knows if I was able to lose 21 pounds in less than a year, maybe the scale, maybe I've got another 10 pounds in me, but like the muscle that I'm going to be able to put on, it takes time to put muscle on, especially for women. And women are always worried. Oh, I don't want to lift weights. I'm going to get bulky. Like show me where you're getting bulky. Cause I need the secret, right? Like yeah. I'm not able to do that. And I don't think most women are. And I think there's a lot of pressure on brides to look a certain type of way. And why not give yourself the heads up if it's even in the horizon of, how maybe you want to look great for your proposal pictures, right? Like there's, there's no reason to wait until you have the ring or wait until you have a wedding date set, because the more time you give yourself, the more you're going to be able to achieve in that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I don't even think you realized that there was this opportunity for you to change the shape of your body 
with resistance training. Like I think originally your goal was like, let me just see where the scale will go. And based on how the scale moves, then I'll be pleased with how I look. Whereas now that we've really started to focus more on training, I think you're getting the physical evidence and proof that you can actually like sculpt your body and keep in mind, okay, my dress fits this way. I think the the example of your arms is such a good one. Cause that's like literally everybody, right? Like even somebody who's not preparing for their wedding, but maybe you have events or like, you're taking lots of pictures for whatever reason. I get a lot of clients who will come to me with like the point when they realized they had to do something and they wanted to make a change was cause they saw a picture and their arms like to the side. And they were like, my, Oh my God, my arm doesn't look like that. And that's like their light bulb of like, okay, I need to make a change. And that alone is not necessarily fat loss. I think that took me a while too. Like fat loss isn't the end all be all. Yes, a lot of us maybe want to see a lower number on the scale, but the actual image that you have in your head has a lot more muscle on it than you think it does. And that a lot of the times causes the scale to be a little higher than you think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, talk to me more about this because- you and I had this conversation really early on. Like, I think you asked me what a realistic weight was that you could be like, could you get back to a weight that you were when you were a few years younger? And I think one of the biggest things I always said to you was like, is that really relevant? Like, what if you were at a different weight that was 10 pounds higher than that, but it actually looks like what you're thinking of in your head. I think it's something I honestly still struggle with. Yeah, me too. It's just, we're so ingrained that women should be like 115 pounds. Right. But yeah, the women for sure. looking on an Instagram, those fitness models weigh a lot more than I think you actually think they do. Totally. And it's not really accurately represented in media. So it's hard as someone, you know, who's always struggled with their weight, who's always struggled, struggled with their body image to think of themselves as looking a certain type of weight and looking great. Right. You, I mm-hmm. think I went to you thinking I need to be this weight because I only look great at this weight. And now seeing myself kind of go through all the different stages of the program, I loved my body at every different weight I've been at, Mm -hmm. right? And I've loved the changes that I've seen at every different phase. And I'm just excited for what's to come for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I think it is so hard though. And like, I still deal with that. I literally just had this conversation with Aram today. Cause I didn't really weigh myself all summer. And I admitted to him, I was like, I was not thrilled about the number that I saw on the scale, but of course his first text back to me was like, okay, but like you weren't dieting. Right. And it's like, yeah, no shit. I wasn't. And that doesn't mean that I was eating like a dick and that I was doing whatever I wanted could I have tightened things up for sure? I usually just in the summer, like I go out a lot more. So I empathize with people who say that my alcohol consumption, like if I was kind of like structure it at any time in the year, it's like probably double because I really don't drink a lot what it is at any other season. So it wasn't like I was expecting the scale to go down, but still like whenever I tell someone what my weight is, they're like shocked. And I am even sometimes too, because I don't think I like carry it that way with what you would expect in your mind. But I, myself, like I have the same exact story. Like I always felt like in high school that everybody I was close friends with, they never had to worry about what they were eating and they could just kind of do whatever they wanted. And like, I remember like I did my first diet preparing for prom and it was this dumbass. like it was called the 17 day diet. It worked and I looked great. And like, I looked really great in those photos, 
but it was not sustainable at all. And same thing. I went to college and it was like, it was way past the freshman 15 and it happened so fast. Like I didn't even realize it because it was, it happened because I didn't have a good relationship with food. And then it's like, Oh, your mom's not there anymore to be like, did you eat salad today? And like, my mom's a great cook. So like it was always home cooked meals and, and really making decisions around what was going to nourish your body. And I had plenty of desserts and all that kind of thing. But like real quick, you start living on your own, you go to school, there's drinking, there's 2am pizza. And it's like, Oh shit, what happened here? And I think what you said about even the diet in high school, that it wasn't sustainable. I think if I could go back and tell my younger self, like, I didn't care if it was sustainable. I think that was the biggest issue. I just cared that I could get my weight down even up until maybe a year ago. Like all I cared about was that by this event, I would weigh this or I would look like this. And I didn't really think about what would happen after. And I think that's, what's also so different about the fix is that once you finish a deficit, we don't just leave you hanging, right? We Mm -hmm. teach those skills to be able to do it for life, to make it sustainable, to make it work for you to be able to go on a vacation and still kind of use some of the tools that you've learned throughout the program. Because to me now, the sustainable is the most important part of this. Like, I don't ever want to go back to where I was a year ago. And I don't ever want to have to go through different cycles of trying different things just to gain back the same amount, if not more. And it's taken a lot of time and maturity and going through, you know, crash diets to learn how important sustainability is to me. Yeah. And personally, you mentioned this earlier about like the value of signing up for something more than three to six months. I never did that. Even once I finally figured it out and was like, okay, macros are the thing for me. The If I could go back and change something and that's why the fix is designed so that no one can graduate until they have gone through our last phase, that freedom phase of practicing, not tracking food and still having that support and whatever that's going to look like for you to figure out how do you keep some of these habits, pull them away. I am like a stickler about that. And if I had one pet peeve, it kills me when a client like fades out at the end of their six months and I can reach out to them. Our coaches can reach out to them. This has just happened to me multiple times in the last two months. And I take it so personally because I'm like, Oh, if that person just had like held on, we could have sent them on their way really confident that they weren't going to potentially gain weight or feel defeated or stuck in the fact that they didn't see the change they wanted to, for whatever reason in the time that they did work with us. And all of that comes from the fact that personally, when I first navigated macros, it was a quick fix. Like macros can be a quick fix technically, because I looked at it and was like, okay, cool. I'm going to learn this skill, do it for three months. The results are really fast. And I think that's definitely just true when you're doing it for the first time and your body's never experienced that before, but I would always cut off the relationship with the coach in a period that only gave me enough time to go through the deficit. And that was that. And then six months would go by an event would happen in my life that I'd want to like get ready for. And then I'd rehire the coach. And I was always losing the same 15 pounds. It then took me these like massive life changes, you know, quitting a job, breaking off my engagement, canceling a wedding, moving back home and being like, what the heck am I going to do next? Even through that, that's when I actually realized that I didn't figure out how to make macros a sustainable tool because when all that stuff was happening, I didn't give a shit about tracking my food. 
And that was like a light bulb moment for me to be like, I need to design a program that's going to communicate that to people because I'm not the only person who's going to go through a bunch of stuff. And hopefully no one goes through a lot of the things that I experienced. But like, I always think about if there's one thing I could have done differently in that time, it was keeping my fitness routine and my nutrition such a pillar of my routine. And I didn't because I just was kind of like disgusted by it. And there's a lot of layers to that. But one of the reasons why I think I just felt like so like eh, towards it was because I didn't really know how to do it in a way with support of a coach that was actually going to be a lifestyle for me. And I've spent the last two and a half years now on that journey myself. Mm-hmm. Without that all or mind, nothing mind yeah. that we talked about. And I think that's even where I made the transition of not just a client, but also like a member of the fix team, because I was seeing that this was such a different program than all the other ones I've tried with working with a previous coach with, you know, the Nutrisystem with Weight Watchers. Like that's where I was like, I want to spread this to as many women as I possibly can and be a part of something to me that really felt like revolutionary. Like I felt like this had never been done before, at least from what I've heard or what I've seen, because we care about you when you leave the program. Like we always say, like, we hope that you are able to fire us one day. We hope we give you tools that you can do this for life. And to me, that's like the secret sauce that everyone's wanting. That's what everyone's desiring is to be able to get to a place where maybe you only need to track to lose those five pounds that we were kind of talking about. Right. For like a short period or an event. Yeah. Other than that, you are able to live this, you know, healthy, balanced lifestyle, however that may look for you. And I think that's just what's so unique about our program and why it's been so successful for so many women. Well, huge compliment. So thank you. I mean, that's a very powerful statement. So it means a lot. And to kind of make that transition into talking a little more about the business side of things and stuff too, I think we can go there with that because you teed it up so perfectly, but let's talk about like knowing that you feel that way with everything you just said, what do you think we need to do? Like almost imagine like we're just having this conversation for growing this vision that we have for the team and, and trying to help it and impact as many women as possible. What do we need to do? What responsibility do we have to make that happen and continue to make that happen? So we can get people off this train of like this quick fix and that quick fix and all the frustration that comes with it. I think it's just really making our message like loud and clear of you know, our mission is to make this work for you, for your lifestyle. And I think once people hear macros, they think it's going to be this big, tedious task that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's too much work. They're too busy. You know, all those excuses that we kind of talked about of why people don't sign up. But when you really kind of get onto that first intro call with Krista and you learn about the different phases of the program, about how this is really tailored to you and individualized, it's like, what are you waiting for here? Like what the results speak for themselves, like getting out there and seeing, you know, our clients transformations, like what, what's the question mark? What are we waiting for here? Um, It's just if you've struggled with your weight, you know how many hours and how long and how much money you can spend into these kind of crash diets. And to me, this is an investment. Yes, it might be more than your 30 day cleanse, but it's an investment to your health to then be able to use for the rest of your life. 
And once you have these tools, there's no one that can take that away from you. There's no one that's like, you know, when that food subscription stops, you know, your results stop. These are tools and resources that we're giving you so that you can use them for the rest of your life. And like Krista said, it's will just be a short period of time that maybe you, you know, would have to tune up to kind of for a certain event. But um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that making it clear to people what our messaging and what our branding is. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's the investment piece is also the key thing to hit on here because I'm not shy about the fact that our program, it's not a cheap program, but it shouldn't be because of what you said. Like, I yeah, I'm biased as heck. Like I created this thing, but I don't think you should put a price on your health. But more importantly, how can you really quantify something that to what you just nailed about this idea that it's a skill that you would then have for the rest of your life. So it's like, okay, you do this for six months, eight months, 10, a year, two years, you spend anywhere from a couple thousand to, you know, several thousand dollars. It's like, but what actually is that cost spread out over time? It's not as much money when you think about it from that perspective. And I want to make it clear, like, yes, I'm going to be doing this for almost two years, but I do feel like if I didn't have my wedding, I wouldn't need to be in the program for two sure. years. Like I just have very specific goals and a very specific look that I'm trying to achieve. So I am constantly, you know, reevaluating what I'm doing, constantly reevaluating my goals. But I feel like I have the knowledge that if I was content with where I'm at currently right now, mm -hmm. I could have fired Krista maybe a couple of months ago. Yeah. But, and I was actually going to ask you that too. So sorry to cut you off, but I want you to keep going on that point. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point, like I think clarifying and saying that yours like is a specific timeline for this specific event. But I was talking about this with our other bride just yesterday and her check-in is like, what are the signs that you needed to know that? Like, when did you kind of realize like, okay, I definitely could start to do this by myself. I think honestly, it wasn't until like this summer, it really did take almost that year mark to kind of mm -hmm. go through every phase to go through that freedom phase. And I, that's where a lot of people exit the program, but I needed to learn how to not track and how to be okay with that and how to be able to eyeball things and how to, you know, manage not eating home every single night and having that supportive coach still there to talk through different scenarios, to talk through, you know, different outcomes of how things happened to feel confident in what I've learned. So mm -hmm. I would say for me, even like just looking at this Labor Day compared to last was yeah. where kind of like that light bulb of, you know, I know what I'm doing and I feel like I could do it on my own if I wanted to right now. Yeah, that's amazing. And as you said, and I will echo a thousand times over, we want you to get to the point where you say, Hey, I don't need this anymore from a place of I'm successful, not from a place of I'm giving up. And it's a challenge as a coach. And you and I have had this conversation off air many times, but when you see the program quote unquote, not working for somebody, it's always a participation issue in that they're not showing up on a daily basis, doing the things they need to do. Maybe they're kind of passive in their consumption of all the info we put out there, whether it's something like listening to this podcast, showing up to our group coaching calls, having conversations with your coach. And it just, it's a hard thing. Like, cause it's a hit to my own ego when somebody's like, this doesn't work. And it's like, okay, let's be real. Like there's a responsibility that you have too. So I think the other thing that 
has to be really clear here. And hopefully people have heard as you've communicated throughout all this, but this is all you. I've given you the vehicle. We've given you the structure, like we've talked about inside of the program, but there's never been a point where I've wanted this for you. And that is like, that should be the only thing stopping somebody from deciding to do this program. It shouldn't be the financial investment, the timing. Like if you're going to kick this down the road and say, this isn't the right time, the way that I think you could fairly assess that. And I want to hear what you think about this statement is if you're saying to yourself, like, I don't know that I like really, really want these results. Like, I think sometimes I know this was for me. Like I had to hit a rock bottom, like a rock fucking bottom before I said, okay, I have to like get, get control of my life again. And I need to figure out who I am and what Krista wants. And like, and that was in every aspect of my life. Like it showed up in my fitness and nutrition and like the fact that I didn't feel like I was pouring into myself, but then it was like this huge eye-opening thing to be like, what do I want my career to be? Where do I want to live? Who do I want to be with? What do I want my relationships and friendships to look like too? And that's when I was like, I can actually create this program, but then also have a very different relationship with a coach myself to be able to change my body again. So it's interesting because I remember when we did our first call, you had me like list out what I wanted my future life to look like. And it included all those different things you were saying, because if it isn't a priority and if it isn't a hell yes from you, it's not a hell yes from us. Like we don't not to sound like a bitch, but we don't want you as a client if you don't want it. And we have all of our clients come in and do these nine promises, a little spoiler there. But one of them is that you have to want this more than your coach does, because we can't do it the work for you. We can give you the manual, we can give you the directions, but we can't drive you to the destination. You have to be the one to be able to put all the tools and resources and actually, you know, do that action on it. Um, so I think if it isn't, if you're, you know, questioning if you want it or not, look at where you want to be a year from now. And if you think you can do that on your own, good for you. Get yeah, go um, for it. But if you don't know your roadmap, if you need that assistance, then I think that's the perfect type of person to hop on a call and just, you know, learn more about how this program could work for you. And maybe it is a hell yes from you. And we'd love to have you. Yeah. So we're coming up on an hour and I know we could totally talk like forever, but we have another meeting and I want to give you a little break before the meeting. (laughs) Um, This has been so much fun. And I, I really hope that anybody who's been listening has just been able to see the value in all of this. So to kind of like bring it all home because we touched on so much if there was only one thing that somebody could take away from this, like if you could just, if there was one top message that you think was the priority based on your journey, based on where you're now going into this next year, what would that be? Big question for the I end. Know. I know. Um, I think I would say that the fix is about making this work for your lifestyle, not just for the next month, not for the next year, but for life. And like we said, your goals are always going to change. And we're trying to give you that roadmap, those tools to be able to use this forever. And that is why this is an investment in your health. It's not, you know, $29.99, you know, I'm going to do this and get those five pounds off. It truly is an investment in who you want to be for the rest of your life. And I think 
that's what makes this so unique and why I love the fix so much and have now become, you know, a part of it in not just a client aspect, but also as a team member. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you. And again, like we said, when we open this up, I'm so proud of your progress, but I really feel like we're just getting started in literally every aspect, like on your personal journey. I also think it's going to be really cool. And I meant to say this before when we were kind of talking about the exit strategy, but I was mapping out with you, like when you're going to hit your next deficits and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And I'm super excited because I've worked with women in the past, getting ready for their wedding. And they've told me stories of this happening to them personally, or they have friends or whatever. And it is like, so disheartening when somebody goes on their honeymoon and then they contact you maybe like two or three months later. And they're like, I feel terrible. And I'm just so confident that that won't be you, which is really cool because for me, that's the definition of success. Like I've literally heard people say like, and they're exaggerating, they'll blame their honeymoon for gaining like 10 pounds like that. And that's usually, well, first of all, you know, this like water weight, travel, all that stuff, but it's also that they probably had a really restricted approach and then they were enjoying themselves because they're on a trip, like one of the best trips of your life, arguably. And I have literally zero concern that that would ever be your story. And I just think that's great. And I think that's really cool. And I think you're going to be able to unlock so much, even just with us now pulling this other lever of training too. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I can't wait for all this to come for this year. Yeah. All right. So we're going to totally wrap it up with a fun little lightning round and we're going to make it like New Jersey theme, maybe some like wedding stuff thrown in there, all just fun things. And then we'll let you go. Ready? Okay. First, I know the answers to some of these, but we'll tell the listeners where is your wedding. It's in New Jersey at Nanina's in the park. And where are you going on your honeymoon? Going to Fiji. Nice. That's very exciting. What are you looking forward to most about your wedding day? I think just marrying the love of my life. And, oh, we have to do this. I know it's not a um, short answer, but how did you and Ryan meet? If you're willing to share, because it's a good story. Um, We met online. Yeah. So So for people out there who do online dating, there's hope. Yes. Sam is one of them. And he is one of the good ones. So I'm lucky. He is. He's Mm -hmm. awesome. What is you and Ryan's favorite food to make together? That's a macro friendly option. So we actually make a macro-friendly pizza. And it's- I was hoping you'd bring this yes. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of yogurt. And for those of you who are like, oh, I never could eat, you know, not real pizza. Pizza is my favorite food. Same. Ryan loves it more than the actual like real dough that you would get. From- no way. Yeah. He's like obsessed with it. Um, we've done it in the air fryer. We've done it in the oven. And it's, it's really fun. We make it together and we do like different toppings. So that, that's definitely my fave. What is a, you contributed to this episode last week. So I want to ask you the question, what is like your number one fitness or nutrition myth that's been busted for you inside the fix that you just want to die? Um, hmm. I think probably that carbs are bad because for so long, that's what I thought and what I like told myself. Mm -hmm. If you could only eat one food, don't say pizza. Give us something else. I know that's your favorite food, but if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pasta guys. I eat pasta like three days a week, including when I'm in a deficit. I will never give up. I had no idea you were that big. I knew you liked it. Cause I can see it in your tracker, but I didn't know you're that big of a pasta girl. Yeah. Make it. So it's such a comforting food too. Yeah. Italian girl. 
<laughs> what about, um, one movement, like one exercise, if you could only do one for the rest of your life, what would you do? This is like a new love that's currently I have is probably RDLs. I've nice. really seen a lot of progress. It wasn't something I ever would have done on my own, but, um, yeah, it's been fun to see that. Nice. Favorite restaurant. You could do New Jersey or New York. Cause you live close that you and Ryan like to go to. Oleo EP. It's in the West village in the city. It's like my special restaurant with Ryan. What do you get there? Of course I get a pasta dish. Yeah. Yeah. I usually get the carbonara and then they have these brick oven pizzas that we share for now. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Fun. Mm-hmm. What I know you've like explored a lot of new recipes and things like that. So you might have like a favorite, like food, like blogger or somebody, or maybe even like an appliance that you've gotten. Like, I know you have your creamy, like what is like a kitchen hack or something like that, that you think everybody needs? Well, first my favorite blogger for food is Oh Snap Macros. I think I showed you that one. Yeah, um, She makes all macro friendly stuff and it's already pre-logged in my fitness pal, like the recipe. Mm-hmm. And I, the Ninja Cream is fun, but it's not like an essential. I think it's like, yeah a little extra, but my air fryer, like air fried chicken cutlets, I will not make them any other way now. Like Ryan, once again, it has to be approved by the fiance, like <laughs> cutlets in the air fryer better than in oil. So that's, and Sam's Italian. So for her to say that that's a big statement. Uh, I'm sure my grandma wouldn't, wouldn't approve, but <laughs> yeah. Ryan does. <laughs> hey, it's also way faster too. And we're all about efficiency and, and all that stuff. Cool. Well, I don't know if you want to do this. So if you decline, that's fine. I should have asked you before we hit record, but I usually have guests like plug their Instagram and stuff. And you did start a nutrition and fitness journey based Instagram. So I'd love for you to share it. If you want everybody to check you out. Sure. I am macros with Sam. I think that's right. There's like some underscores in there, but if you type in macros with Sam, it'll pop up. Yeah. And I kind of just post what I'm work phase. I'm currently at yeah, it's macros underscore with underscore Sam. And I kind of post like my journey with where I'm at in the program, macro friendly recipes, workouts, and it's fun. Um, if you want to follow me, that would be great. I'll follow Love it. Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much. So proud of you. going to say it one more time. And I'm really excited to see where you're going this next year and for all the things and fun and exciting business related things we have planned for the fitness fix and beyond. And it's pretty cool how full circle we've come. You touched on it when we first started, but not only did we go to high school together, but there's a couple of years in between us. So it wasn't like we were like super close friends or anything like that in high school. And I think it's amazing how the work that I've done in the last couple of years, or even just purely from social media to think about this podcast and all that kind of stuff, how it's been able to allow me to reconnect with people that I might've never crossed paths with again. Otherwise, I think it's awesome. Sure. I'm thank you so much for having me. And I feel so lucky to have you as like our coach, a friend, a boss. I I just love that I've been able to kind of been on this journey with you. Me too. Well, for everybody who tuned in today, I don't know how you couldn't have gotten something good from this episode. If you know somebody who maybe 
is interested in nutrition coaching and maybe they're afraid, this is a really good thing to share. Like open up the conversation, or maybe you want a buddy that you're going to do this with. I can promise you that we will provide you 50 plus other buddies by joining this program and having other people in your life to help hold you accountable, which is another value that we actually didn't even really touch on inside of this episode, but share it using podcast episodes to start conversations like this. I feel like it's just like a much less I don't want to use the word attacking, but an easier entry point into trying to help somebody or just reaffirming if you're afraid to get on the call and have that conversation. So share it, send a text to somebody with it, post it on your Instagram stories, tag us, tag me, tag Sam. We'll put all of our Instagram accounts down in the show notes so that you can stay connected. And if you just want to learn more about what we do, if you're not ready to fill out the coaching application it is in the show notes. So you should just go fill it out. There's legit no pressure, but shoot me a DM at the Krista Huber. We can have a conversation or even message Sam, just message her and be like, Hey, like, I want to know more about the program, but I literally want no pressure in this convo. I'm sure she would be more than happy to do that as she has recruited several of our current clients, which is really cool. So don't be a stranger. And from wherever you guys are listening from today, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Sam. Bye guys. Thanks for having me.